Leafs Nation, we're back here today, um, as usual, for this Wednesday episode of Leafs Talk. And as you can tell, my voice, it's not its not an exciting one. Um, the Leafs lose 4-2 to the Edmonton Oilers last night. We're going to break this game down. We've got a lot of things to talk about. This one's going to be a bloodbath, Leafs Nation. But as usual, we are joining my dad here today. Dad, how are you on this Wednesday? And uh, I think I think I know what you're going to say after this the devastating Leafs loss, you could say in, in another blown lead. Yeah, you know, I feel like uh, a boxer that uh, went into a fight and got a beat down. Uh, you know, just uh, not only the way the Leafs are playing, but just all the jabs that are being thrown our way from people that uh, are not Leaf fans, uh, you know, that want to see them uh, sort of fall yeah, like right. this. And, uh, and, you know, just uh, uh, there's only so much you can say and respond. And, and, and you know, but, uh, uh, you know, this this team just gives too many reasons for too many people that hate us. Uh, to come at us, and uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's disappointing. I mean, you know, I would have you thought I would be used to it after all these years, but uh, no, you know, it's uh, it's bothersome. Like, yeah, I I know the Leafs have been like I'm so used to it now. It doesn't really bother me because I know what this team is. Like, it's been years and years, and it's it, this is going back to even before I was born. The Leafs being a joke, but you know, this game yesterday. Is Matthews versus McDavid, and and I thought the atmosphere of that game, my God, like I wish there was a Stanley Cup Finals. There should have probably already been one of these two teams, maybe in last year. I think last year, at one point in the second round, these two teams were the favorites to make the Cup Finals and win the Cup Finals, obviously. Um, but great atmosphere, a lot of Leafs fans there, and the Leafs fans had a lot to celebrate. Twenty, I think it was twenty-seven seconds in, Marner. Uh, to Holmberg, to Austin Matthews for his 34th of the season. Lead, He's leading the league in goals. What a goal. Just a beautiful play and a great hot start. You go into the second period with a 1-0 lead. Um, and then Morgan Riley, you know, he's been due for a goal. He's playing well. He's a first-time All-Star. A beautiful goal. Right place, right time. Great finish. I think shortly after that, Zach Hyman scores, but it was offside. Rule no goal. Leon Dreisaitl makes it 2-1. Um, that goal, I don't even know how that went in. Martin Jones is cheating on that play. Just it, it, you, that can't be a goal. And and Tavares doesn't get it to, in front of Drysaitel fast enough to even you know put the pressure on him. Stick check, poke check, you know a little hit, whatever. But two guys are in the greatest skaters. Drysaitel scores, and you're entering the third period with a two one lead. You're thinking, okay, you know Edmonton, they're on a ten game win streak now, eleven, and I think that. They've at least scored two goals in every single one of those games. So, you know, you're thinking that you probably need one more if you're the Leafs. And Derek Ryan scores two minutes into the period. McLeod scores near the end of the game, I think, with literally three minutes left. Just maybe just three or four minutes left there. And Evan Bouchard puts in an empty netter. Leafs lose 4-2. Um, but, you know, before we go in, you know, th these guys, uh, the, the Leafs had chances. You know, Bertuzzi hit, hits the post. He's got to put that one away. Nylander had some chances. He hit the crossbar. Pontus Holmberg gets robbed. A lot of chances obviously died from this Leafs team. So before we break this game down, like where do you think it all went wrong? Is it these guys not capitalizing on so many chances to extend that lead when it's a one-two goal lead? You have a chance to go three, four goals and they fail to do it. Or is it like, you know, you're up 2-1, it's time to put on a defensive masterclass, and they don't do that. So you can look at it both ways, but what are you more annoyed about is what I should probably be asking you right now. Well, listen, you know, this team is not built uh, to, you know, hold 
a 2-1, 3-1 yeah. lead. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, for them to say, you know, let's just stay back, I don't think that's, uh, you know, the, the right approach. Um, look, Willie's got to put those away. Um, and then, you know, Bertuzzi was brought in here. And, uh, you know, I think it's been a bit of a disappointment uh, from what, what we were expecting, I think. He's horrible. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you know that's got to that's gotta go in. And um, unfortunately, you know, Willie, every, every player, you know, cools off a little bit. He's just chosen the worst time in, in history, just signing a contract and then, you know, going on a bit of a cold streak. So that gives, you know, a lot of people's tongues, you know, waggling, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, uh, it's so, you know, th- those are the front. I mean, if those two goals, uh, you know, go in, it, it's it's four nothing. I mean, have we yep. won a four nothing lead? Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, probably, you know, so it's not like, oh, I would have said, but, you know, they, it would have been in a different, uh, I think, situation because the building was rocking. There were so many Leaf fans there. Uh, you know, so they would have kept on these guys, and 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 uh, it could have been a di- different outcome. But uh, it's uh, it's scary because um, they're finding different ways to lose every game, uh, and uh, you know it, it's not going to get any easier in the next uh, next few uh, f- few games. Um, you know, uh, to come away uh, with no points uh, from the Western uh, road trip uh, would be destruction. I think uh, uh, I you know I, I can't even imagine what. But what would happen uh, in the city and and then to to you know all the Leaf fans just with all the abuse taking you know and getting thrown at us, uh, but uh, yeah they've got to turn it around and they've got to turn it around now. And you look at so you're up three one against the. I, I don't want to talk about Sheldon Keith and Tree Living. I want I want to say that for later because I got a lot to say on, on those two guys. But you're three one up against the Islanders. You lose. You're 3-0 up against Colorado Avalanche. You lose. You're 1-0 up, and I think it was 2-1 up. So whatever. You're, you're still leading. It's Detroit who spent, I think they got their majority of the day at the airport. They arrived, like I think, two hours before puck drop or three hours before puck drop. They had to postpone the game 30 minutes. You lose that game. 2-0 up against the Oilers. You lose that game. Like, it, it's, 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 it's unacceptable. And, you know... When you look at this team, I, I don't want to get into how it's built. We'll get a, we'll get into the guys that built this team and coach this team. But looking at this team, this is not a Stanley Cup winning team. You know, everyone wants to fault the goaltending. Look, Joseph Wall is the guy. He is the guy. He's hurt. I get it. They've got a third stringer. They they need defense. They need all this. The goaltending, I, I don't think is the problem. You know, Martin Jones has done his job. I know he had his worst goal probably as a Leaf, but he also had one of his best periods as a Leaf in the first period against the Oilers. So... When Joe, when when Wall comes back, I think it'll be good. You know, there's so many teams in the, in the, in the league that build defense structures around their goaltending, and and based on their goaltender strengths and weaknesses, that it, it's a whole system. That that word is probably irking these fans, but it's the defensive system. It's guys buying in simple, simple basics. Now the defense, okay. So you've got Morgan Riley, who is he's a number one. You know, he had a shaky regular season last year. But man, he was the best player on the Maple Leafs last year in the playoffs. It, it, there's, he was the best player. <laughs> like he was, he scored that OT winner in Game Three. He had that first goal in Game Five against the um, Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, he 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 was the guy, and and he and he had that game time goal against Tampa Bay in Game Four when they came back uh, in that four one game. So he is uh, he's great. I've liked Lilligren since he's came back from injury. You know, put him on that top pair with with Riley at this point. I, I'm fine with that being a top pair right now. Benoit, you know what? He, he's been a surprise. He's probably a top six guy. McCabe is, 
you know, some plays he drives you crazy. Um, he, he really gets really aggressive in the offensive zone. I don't know what's up with him, but he 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 lays the body. So I don't really mind him as a bottom pair guy. But Giordano, Brody, you know, Timmons, Klingberg. I know he we shouldn't really count him, but he he was a leaf this year. These guys cannot be in the lineup anymore, and I'm sorry. So that's some holes you've got on the defensive end. And now going to the offensive, you know, these guys have won games when their core players have showed up and, and won them these games and stole them these games. And they're not doing that right now. You know, I think it's John Tavares' longest streak as a Maple Leaf, five games now without a point since he's been here. You know, Nylander, since he's got that contract extension, everyone wants to say, oh, since he's got the contract extension. Well, you know, it's, it's a highlighted point. Since you got that contract extension, you haven't got a point. I know it's a slump. Hey, you next game will bump it up two, three goals. That's fine. But right now, it's a slump. Matthews, it seems like he scored that goal yesterday. And what did he really do? Like, I think you'd agree. Did you really see him get any chances after that? No. And and Marner, you know, his post-game comments is just frustrating because he says, we got to ignore what everyone else says. We know we're a great hockey team. We showed up every night. I mean, this last four games, we've had leads. We played some awesome hockey, some great hockey. And I think before that, Cody said they're a little bit pissed off. And that obviously gets taken out because the media likes to spin things. But, you know, I, I don't like that he's saying that we got to ignore everyone, ever, what everyone says. We know a great team. We showed up last night. You know, last night was a great game. But when you put that game against previous games and what's built up, it's not. It's not. And 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 I'm sorry, but I want to see some guys be like, take accountability. Like, it's these fans have been crying for this for years. Take accountability in the post game. Just say, you know what? We're not good tonight. And we've got to be better. We've got to play for the fans. We've got to play for the crust. You know, we've got to do better as a team. This is a horrible slump. And and now you're, you've got Detroit breathing on your neck and Tampa Bay breathing on your neck. And, and you may not even make the playoffs. So these four guys are not playing their best game. As you said, Bertuzzi and Nyes. I mean, you know, Bertuzzi and, and Domi, sorry, that too. I think they're going to be great playoff players if they make the playoffs. I I, I truly believe that. But right now, it, you know, Bertuzzi's got one goal in his last 20 games, something like that. Nice was, I, I, I think you got to scratch him next game. He's he's not playing well at all. Robertson, you're not even giving an opportunity. Like, put the guy in the, in, in the lineup. Gregor, Kampf, I mean, what's going on with those guys? They can't be in your lineup. Yarn Croak is, is quiet out there. So I'm literally naming off players who aren't playing great. And I know it's a slump. I know that they could probably go and win the next three games. They're going to be like, oh my God, the Leafs are back. But would you agree, Dad, that, you know, this team has holes. We thought for the longest time, they just need two players. But now when you look at it, this team has holes everywhere. And before we talk about Keith and Tree Living, would you agree that this team has holes? Like it's it's everywhere, a center, a left wing, a left shot, right shot, like maybe a goaltender for the time being. It, it, I don't know what, what, what they're going to do. You know, listen, uh, you know, anybody that, that's even watched a single game can tell you that, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot that needs to be worked on with the Leafs. And I think for uh, Sheldon to, you know, uh, make all these line changes, uh, uh, you know, I think he knows it as well. So he's just kind of trying to throw something out there and hope that it works. But, uh, you know, in this day and age, uh, that's not the way to go. Um, you know, a lot of these guys, you got to deliver a message, you, you know, you, and, and it can't just be one game, you know, maybe you need to bench a guy like Nyes and a young guy for a few games. And, uh, you know, just to, just to say, look, you know what, it, it can't be, uh, you know, a couple of good shifts and then you, you know, call her in for the night or maybe a couple of good games. And then, you know, it's gotta be every shift, 
with this team. Uh, I think, you know, look, Nice was given every opportunity, uh, you know, that's available to somebody so young and, and new uh, being put on the, you know, the first line. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I honestly, I think he's dropped the ball there. Um, you know, I think you you may be right uh, that uh, Bertuzzi and Domi are going to be great in the playoffs. But as you said, yeah. you've got to get to the playoffs. Yep. Uh, you know, the way things are going right now, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm worried. Uh, I don't, uh, you know, this is a team, you know, our, our worry should have been, you know, okay, you know, can we finish first? You know, somebody going to, you know, beat us for the first overall. Yeah. Uh, but instead, uh, it's, uh, it's heading in the wrong direction. And uh, um, too many things are wrong. I don't think there's a quick fix. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's got to be day by day. You know, fix one thing. It's a long season and uh, get into the playoffs and then, you know, go on from there. But uh, you can't be trying to fix, you know, six, seven things uh, in one, one try. Yeah, you, you know, fix one and then move to the next is what they got to do. You can't. And and then, you know, the goals that they gave up to are so frustrating defensive play. Like so many guys just huddled up against one player. Like, you know, a guy left open. You're not taking, you know, Holmberg didn't take that defensive responsibility on the McLeod goal. To, to get back into play, you know, Matt, like I think it was McDavid right in front of the net. He's being screened. He's screened the goalie. Okay, that's fine. But someone's got to be there to, you know, play defense. And it's, it's just frustrating what's going on with this team. Now, that being said, they lose this game. You've got Calgary, you've got Vancouver, and you've got Seattle. And you've got Sheldon Keefe. Now, I've waited to talk about Sheldon Keefe. Um, wow, you know, um, see... I'm at the point where I think that it, it needs to be done. He needs to be fired. You can't fire him in the in, in the road trip. But, you know, I, I see a lot of things like, and I agree it's not all his fault. I, I agree because he can only do with what he's given. And who knows, you know, if, if they keep him and they make trades, who knows if he's going to use those players correctly, if he even likes those players. They're, everyone's got to be on the same page here. From from Shannon Tree Living to 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 um, Sheldon Keith, and there's rumors that you know, or there's a report. I think I saw that him and Tree Living had a 17 hour meeting over a couple, like 17 hour meeting over a couple of days. I'm not even sure if that's true and how that 17 hours was even calculated. But okay, that's fine. Get on the same page. And this is, so this is what I don't understand when it comes to. I'll let you 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 start this with Sheldon Keith, Dad. But the, the one point I want to make is, if you're gonna fire this guy. In the offseason, right now, why did you give him a two-year extension? You know, I've said it so many times. These guys were – the MLSE was upset that they still had to play Mike Babcock up until last season. And, you know, he was – it was funny jokes. Like, you know, he wasn't out of employment for one day because I think the Columbus Blue Jackets had to wait till a certain day that he was off the payroll or whatever. He's under the Leafs – the Leafs management. Then they could officially sign him. You know, they're upset that they still have to pay him. So you're still going to have to pay him for the two years that you extended him. And I don't know what he's being paid. It's rumored $3 million. But why would you extend him going to the season? So I want to start with you. I know how you feel about Sheldon Keith, but I'll let you take it away first. Look, um, I think the biggest problem here is uh, when you're owned, you know, you, you need a one-person owner. When you're owned by all these corporations, uh, so much goes on. Um, you know, I, I, Randy Moss used to play for the NFL, uh, wide receiver, great player, um, you know, played for New England for a few seasons and then, you know, thought he was bigger than the game and, and they run things differently there. 
and they got rid of him. He went to Minnesota after two, three games. He came on after a news conference. He said, you know, I just want to say, Bill Belichick, uh, New England Patriots, I miss you guys. Um, and this is, I honestly, this is giving me the similar feeling here that Shanahan, I think, you know, was he addressed it to the players, uh, you know, what they thought of the coach, what they thought of Kyle Dubas. And I think people respected Kyle Dubas and then, uh, he went with the opposite. Uh, I think, you know, they got rid of Kyle Dubas and then kept this guy because I think, you know, he, he knew that he can throw him under the bus any time that the players didn't uh, think too highly of him. Uh, and, uh, you know, give him a two-year extension. If we need to get rid of him, we get rid of him. Uh, you know, he's sitting there safe. Honestly, I, 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 I think that's where it's got to start. Uh, he's got to go. Uh, yep. You know, he, he came in here with a five-year plan, and you've doubled that now, uh, you know. So it's just, uh, it, it seems like, you know, these these are three, four of the biggest stars. I, I would even say Riley, you know, one of the best defensemen out there right now. Uh, and 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 this is what's happening to us. Uh, so it, it's got to it's gotta start. I mean, a coaching change, I think, will always, um, you know, get the guys going a little bit. Um, yeah. But in this case, if they've kind of tuned them already and they want this to happen, I don't know what's going to change when some new come comes in, you know, uh, and and you know whether they're going to you know start playing. But I mean, I know you're saying with Matthews, whatever. I honestly, I I I, I find that he's one guy, game in and game out, that's giving it his all. Uh, yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, he's one guy that's got to sit in front of all these mics and answer all these questions, and I respect him because he goes out there, he gives it his all. If he's made a mistake and he hasn't done it, he'll come and say it. You know, you've got yeah. guys like Marner coming out and saying, well, you know, we played good, we know we're great. Shut up, man. Honestly, like, you know, show it with your play. As I said, you know, if you can't stick up for yourself when, when, when you know, Kachuk punched him twice and he did nothing, how are you <laughs> going to stick up for a teammate? Uh, you know, these are not the guys that are going to get it done in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I mean, we were supposed to be built for the regular season, as everybody says. They're not a playoff team. It's it's almost like now we're not even a regular season team. So too many things are wrong, and uh, it's, it's 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 frustrating. It's, yeah, and and you know, you know, PK Subban tweeted, "Lock the door, throw throw out the Keith. Who is the potential upgrade for the Keith? Gallant, Hines." Um, if Glenville becomes eligible, he tweeted that November 9th, 2023, and he retweeted it today saying, do I have to say it? So a lot of people, I, you know what? Sheldon Keefe is in the hot seat. You know, like the media's come after him. It's, it's, it's on every talk show. Is this guy need to go? And who is the guy that could potentially replace him? Well, it's Craig Brube. He is the one who led the um, St. Louis Blues to the Stanley Cup in 2019. He was the head coach of that team. So he's a guy who... Mm -hmm. I, I, I've done some research on him that, you know, he's done a lot of things with teams that didn't have, you know, they, they didn't have the expectations. Like the St. Louis Blues, who thought the St. Louis Blues were going to win the Stanley Cup? And I think that you, you I mentioned it to you, you, you kind of know that he was a, you know him as a player. He's a gritty player, a physical player. And he's going to be a guy that's hard on this team. And it's, it, you know... His style is 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 straightforward. I believe. He, he, you know, he, he. I find that I was reading up on an article about him, and you know, it, it says that his name is synonymous with resilience and hard nosed coaching style. A style that aligns with the Leafs' dire need for transformative leadership. Whatever is happening, I think Keith. You know, how many times has Keith? You know, a couple times he's gone to the media. He he he's called out players, which I respect him for. And the next day, he took it back. 
like I thought like, you know, everyone is like, oh my God, Sheldon, this is amazing. You know, you're, you're calling these guys out next day. Oh, I think, you know, I would, I, I phrased it incorrectly. Like, come on. Like, this is ridiculous. And I know it was about Mitch Marner and, you know, Mitch Marner takes a lot of pride in being a Leaf. He's living the dream of, of a Toronto boy. He puts a lot of pressure on himself, but he's a soft player. He, he is. And I think the other guys are more built for the market than him. And, you know, I I, I don't want to, like I've said it 500 times here, I think that Kyle Dubas is going to trade him. And and they let the wrong guy go, as you said. And I think it's time for Sheldon Keith to go as well. And if they don't get a point the next three games, I don't see how you keep this guy. You know, but... I believe he needs to go, but do I think he is going to be fired? <laughs> no, I don't. And that is based on Brad Tree Living, a nice little segue. You know, I saw something on Twitter here yesterday, and it's it's from Joseph Sita. He said, a little reminder that Toronto's new big bad GM, Brad Tree Living, doesn't believe in making changes during the season. I've never really big a big trade deadline guy. I believe strongly you build your team in the summer. Um, and then I think he also said the same thing about coaching. So he believes that what he did this summer is, is a Stanley Cup team. So now I think, I don't know where, you know, Chris Johnson, Allie Freeman, they're starting to throw it out there that they don't believe the Leafs are going to be buyers. Just like, you know, Kyle Dubas in the 2020 season uh, when they lost to Columbus. I think that they're trying to trade Tyson Berry for a first round pick. They couldn't get it. They, they got at least a second round pick. They didn't take it. Um, and then they weren't really aggressive because Dubas knew that this team is not good enough. And if this these things continued, the deadline's what? 50 days, 55 days away. They, they don't deserve it. They, they don't deserve to be buys at the deadline. And, you know, these players, there's only, there's only so much, like, I, I, I was, I think we were listening to the to Kipper and Bourne, like, what more can you squeeze out of these players that, you know, maybe they just don't have it. Maybe the best isn't good enough. And and that comes down to the GM. You know, I, I'm not happy with the, with Bradtree living. I, I think that I blame him more than Sheldon Keefe. You know what? He's not a great coach. He's been outcoached. Yeah, you know, he he doesn't make the right defensive uh, uh, adjustments, offensive adjustments. He doesn't play great defensive hockey. I don't know what what the assistant coaches are doing. I think that the power play has been as great. But, you know, this guy, his first one of his first things, you know, okay, you extended Austin Matthews, winning another, great, great. We extended these players. You extended David Kempf. He, he's been terrible this season. You know, you you signed Klingberg. He's on Robota Island. You signed Ryan Reeves. I think he's healthy now, but why, they're not even going to play him. Um, you know, you signed depth players like Ben Wall, Legison, Jones. Okay, sure, they've been okay, but those are those are minimum salary players. You can find those players every year. And then you trade Sam Lafferty, who was killing it on the Canucks in a depth role, who was great for the Leafs last year. I, I, he, he's got the speed. I think, Dad, you even talked about it so many times, too. This guy's got the speed to play in the bottom six. So you trade him just so you can have Ryan Reeves in the lineup. Like, these are horrible moves. And you lost Zadorov. You know, Tanev is worth a second-round pick. You could have got him for a second-round pick a month or two ago, but they didn't have that pick. That's not his fault. But I don't think, I, I don't know what he's going to do. So, I mean, these this team can turn it around and, and win a couple games and, and prove that, you know, they deserve to be buyers. They can easily do that. But the more and more time goes on is I I, I, I don't have that same optimism uh, as, as previous years. I, I don't think this is I, I don't have a good feeling about the season. And I hope I'm wrong. I, I pray that I'm wrong about this this team. But what do you think about Bradtree living like, you know, I, I think another reason he doesn't fire the coach is because if you're <laughs> the coach, who's next? You know, I know they just signed you, but like. I mean, like, you're going to be under hot water, too. And, and, and then the media is going to come after you, too. 
And I don't know. I don't know if these guys are gonna fire unless he's gonna fire Brendan Shanahan. If they fire Brendan Shanahan too, who who knows that Brad Chalim is gonna be here another year or two? So that's why I don't see them firing Sheldon Keith during the season, maybe in the off season. But then that still doesn't justify your two year extension. It makes absolutely no sense. But whatever, you want to fire him, you fire him. That's fine. But uh, yeah, what, what do you think about him and 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 the job that he's done? Because this he deserves some blame too. As I said earlier. What uh, Randy Moss said, I'm going to say, I miss you, Kyle Dubas. I miss you. <laughs> you know, the wrong guy was let go. And uh, Brad is, yeah. you know, let's look. That is what, what what he's saying. I don't like to make changes uh, in the regular season and whatever. That's old school thinking, man. You got to, I mean, he's not that old. But, you know, this is going back to the 80s where, you know, you said, okay, this is going to be our team. Not many trades were done. This is who we're going to go to, you know, and then and, and fight the battles. Uh, it can't work like that. You know, there's there's so many different different needs that you need to, you know, uh, fill and then tweak the lineup a little bit and 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 bring somebody that's gonna make a, an impact. Yeah. Uh, not only by them being there, but uh, it's gonna make an impact on the rest of the team that's already there to say, hey, you know, we got this guy on our team, and you know, get you pumped up and then get you going. Uh, they've tried in the last few seasons; it just hasn't, you know, uh, taken us over that hump. Uh, but, uh, you know, if, if that's his thinking and that these are the guys that are going to take us to the promised land, um, you know, uh, well, you know, I don't know. I think he's uh, he's living in, in a different era. This is not how, how things work uh, nowadays. You know, if you look at any team that's won, uh, you know, in, in the last uh, while now, uh, there's always, you know, um, one major move and, and a little bit of tweaking in the lineup, and uh, that's what needs to be done. But uh, it's uh, it's almost like, uh, you know, I think they've, you know, they've the, the management has done their job. And they've kind of set uh, Sheldon Keefe up to fail and to, yeah. and to take the fall, and yeah. uh, that's that, that that's the where it's heading. Yep. And he said today, after 42 games, Sheldon Keefe, after 42 games, I still have questions about who I can rely upon. Like, like that's a cry for help. Like this is this is not a good team. I and I think that like how many times have we said this is not a good team this episode? It, it's not. And um, Brad, uh, yeah, like, like uh, they don't have salary space right now. You know the draft picks. Okay, maybe are thin, but you've got a couple prospects that you can trade. You don't want it. You know, I, like I, I don't know what they can do to make this team better. I don't know who they're even interested in right now. I guess as we get closer, we will know who they're interested in. If they're even trying to be buyers at the deadline, I I, I don't know. And and it, you know, like if if he thinks that he doesn't have to make moves and this is a summertime thing, you know, you build your teams the offseason, he's wrong. And then I, I I I yeah, it's it still pains me that these guys fired Kyle Dubis because you know I think that when they fired him too, he was host he was holding a meeting on how to make the Toronto Maple Leafs better the next season and and. You know, you know, everyone wants to clown up on Dubas. You know, the Leafs spanked him when, when when they played him this year. Well, they both got 42 games played this season, and the Leafs have 50 points, and the Pittsburgh Penguins have 48. So, like, I, I'm sure he's fine, and he's got and, – and the Penguins actually, as of late, have been playing pretty good hockey. They're 6-2-2 two two in their last 10, while the Leafs are 4-4-2, four, four, yeah, but you're on a four-game losing streak. And let's see. You know, Calgary is is, is an opportunity to turn things around. So is Saturday against the Canucks. So is Sunday against the Kraken. It's not going to be easy. 
you know, uh, Nazem Kadri today too, I think I was just reading up on it. He was on Kipper and Bourne and he said that, you know, guys do try harder. They want to beat the Leafs when they play them. And um, he's a guy that I wish was still a Leaf because he had the heart. But they're going to play Nazem Kadri tomorrow in Calgary, 9 o'clock Eastern. But any last words, Dad, for the podcast today? I think this is a good segue into if if the next couple episodes are going to be trashing on Sheldon, Brad, and the team. This is a nice little intro to it, but we hope for a nice little turnaround for Friday's episode. Um, and 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 go Leafs go, I guess is all I can say. But any last words you got for today um, before the Leafs game tomorrow? Yeah, you know what? Like I, I we had discussed uh, in the previous uh, uh, podcast that this is such an exciting uh, time in, 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 in the year with the NFL playoffs, with basketball going strong and hockey. This just sort of dampens uh, the way the Leafs were playing, all that. But uh, look, they've you know, 42 games in, they got another 40 to go. Uh, there's 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 enough time to turn this around there is, and then yeah. take this in the right direction. I mean, lots and lots of you know game left, and uh, uh, as <laughs> always, uh, like a true uh, Leafs fan, I'm hopeful uh, that yeah. it will you know, turn around. And uh, but uh, just looking at her history, uh, <laughs> it just you know it's yeah. uh, it gets harder and harder to to, to believe each year. Uh, but, uh, you know, as I said, as a true Leaf fan, you know, I hope they do for our sake. Yeah. And as you said, there's a lot of time for them to turn around, but, um, it, it's gotta be team effort. It's gotta be defensively. You gotta be better defensively. You gotta be better. Everyone's gotta be better in their job. Everyone, management, players, coaching staff, assistant, every, whatever. Everyone's gotta be better. And then we're hoping for a better result against Calgary. Should be a great game. Um, but we will be back here Friday, guys. Thank you guys for listening. As always, go, Le- go Leafs, go, guys, and we'll see you guys on Friday. Thank you, guys.